0: I got a bunch of cortisone injections right into the, literally into the joint. Like I had to sit a certain way and he had to go in through the the bones to get into the joint and inject it. And he's like, this may hurt a lot. And I'm like, it feels like there's a knife in my shoulder. I don't think I'm going to notice it. I love, I love that.
1: Sorry, I'm just imagining it as literally a game of operation where he's trying not to touch the sides. He's like, I gotta get
0: it right through. And to be honest, if he touched the sides, I wouldn't notice because I'm not going to feel him hitting bone. He's going to feel hitting bone. I'm not going to feel hitting bone on <laughs> Sunday. So like, for all I know, he's like, oh, 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 fuck. Because he's doing <laughs> from behind. I'm like, I don't know what he's doing. I'm just sitting there with my top off going, like my arm up his everybody going, yeah, come on. So, I, I, do so want to do a pro, I do want to do a little
1: promo piece for this podcast where I cut out little clips and just put them together. You just said he's doing it from behind and I'm just sitting there with me top so I don't know what he's at. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: that's, a, that's immediately going to be one of the and, that, clips. Is no, that is not not even top 10 out <laughs> <extra> of <laughs> context shit that we have said, or even in context shit we've said on this podcast. <laughs> and so he's like, like fuck it, I'm going to try dry needling which looks like acupuncture. And I was like, acupuncture doesn't do anything. You're going to like stick it in my, in my chi lines. And then he's like, no, 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 no. That, yeah, acupuncture, whatever. This stuff, what it is, is that they find where your muscle is all bunched up because your muscle will bunch up around where it's hurt to protect yep. it. So it's like what he does is, but if the pain isn't there and it's just bunching over what was there, what you have to do is he puts the needle in and that creates a small pinpoint area of pain, basically where the needle yep. is. And then he takes it out and your brain goes ah oh, the pain is being removed and relaxes and it's weird because i was like all right yeah let's see this and he's like this shouldn't work but you're it, this is a, this essentially tricks your brain this is what a placebo does but for muscles and i'm like yeah all right let's try it and the first time he did it, i was like oh my god my arm feels so much better this is unreal like so the- it's and like I knew it didn't work and he knew it didn't work and medical science knows it doesn't work but he's doing it and it's working and it's like this is just fucking bonkers like this is like like the
1: guys are like technically we don't know how a bumblebee flies it's like we're not saying bumblebees can't fly we're just saying we don't actually know how it's like yeah yeah he's like when we do this it works he's like there are a bunch of things in the human body that you can just kickstart it like you you push the propeller on a prop plane and then it starts sometimes
0: things just need a kick it's like a doctor could give you placebos and even, and they've tested it, even if you know it's placebo, it doesn't reduce the effectiveness of the placebo effect. Oh, yeah. It's just fucking weird. Because it's like, it, Like, but anyway, the, for so long, it was just like, it's not getting any better. And even yeah. my, my physio was like, You're my, you might have to go back to the specialist. And I was like, what happens if I go back to the specialist? He's like, I mean, like, I know him, he's going to say surgery. And I'm like, oh, don't do that to me. So <laughs> Back to the Irish thing of
1: not wanting to be... They're actually, we could rattle through a couple of medical tropes with this. Of like, guys are always afraid of the doctor. Guys won't, guys won't go, and it's always the best thing when they finally do go. But it's like them trying to, they'll like have their entire one half of their body bandaged up. And they'll be limping towards trying to, trying to lift something. Going ah, yeah. And it's like go to the doctor. No, no, I'm fine.
0: It's I don't know. It's I don't know how that applies to our usual. I was what I was wanted to do for this episode. Go on. Is your top blah of the year oh yeah now to be fair because of covid there was a severe lack of films and the like yes so i'm not sure it'll it'll uh, uh, you know we might not have a huge amount to choose from at least in terms of film yeah well uh, let's let's start with let's start with tv series because that might be a bit easier cool do you want to kick us off what was your what was your tv
1: show either one that started or one that had a significantly return to form season this year
0: or one that ended this year I'm looking trying to bait Supernatural out of me I've not finished watching season 15 yet I'm still going through season 15 go on um, the so a series that I kind of like I was aware of mostly through its YouTube clips and actually sat down and watched this year though it is already they do two or three yeah, they do two seasons a year except for this year because of COVID is Letter K. Oh yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Started in 2016. Uh, but I was I was watching through them properly. I'd watched through the first five, six seasons uh earlier on in the year and I was like and then for whatever reason just shit came up. I got busy. Um I was vaguely busy around the middle of the year. Can't think why. And yeah. the <laughs> and then and then I was like, okay, yeah. I'll get back into it because the new season comes out on Christmas Day. So in anticipation of season nine i went back and watched it now i would recommend it to pretty much anybody who appreciates comedy particularly if you're irish despite it being a canadian show because they're the type of canadians that are so canadian they are almost irish again yeah and it's set in the fictional town of Letterkenny, and it's about an irish uh community that was founded shortly after the famine of immigrants and then modern day and all the, the general shit they go through and it is legitimately got some of the probably the best writing I've ever encountered in the TV show.
1: It's so snappy, it's it's ridiculous. And I I grew up watching loads of uh, Jewish and gay and New York comedy, loving that kind of snappy style. And these guys managed to just beat all that.
0: Yeah, it's like as they call it, chirping, which is like yeah. from the hockey. So the main guy who who produced uh, who created it and uh, Jared Kiso, and he plays the main character in it. Um he he was a hockey player and I mean you can tell because he has the physique of a hockey player mm. and um they do try and hide it to a degree in the show but the guy is built like a truck and uh but like yeah it's this thing that's like kind of considered part of the tradition of ice hockey is chirping it's trying to psych out your other the other team when you're sitting on the bench and you're just constantly like firing insults and like you know, just hammering on the same insult over and over, just in different yep. ways to get it into their head. But hit, they've taken that and polished it and turned it into dialogue between a very small community and how they interact with each other. Um, going back, though, and watching it again from the start, I was like, first two, three seasons, really good, but not but not as anywhere near as good as the last few. Yep because once they start introducing like they actually start doing the hockey games and they have the guys mic'd up and stuff like that for the hockey games and because like half the crew are actually hockey players and they have them all playing hockey against another team in the thing and like and 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 the crew are like it's basically improv they're like get out there and play a game of hockey and improv and we'll just film it like and it's it's so well done
1: but the, like it starts off and it's got the feeling of sketch comedy it's sort of like we've got one we've got a location we've got a bunch of guys we're going to kind of do this stuff yeah
0: and usually the opening every episode is a sketch yeah yeah before absolutely. the title card it's like a, anywhere from a two to five minute sketch and then there's the actual main story
1: the uh, it is such strong character work and stuff like that uh, and the main dude in it wayne who's like the real tough guy you just you know everything about him so quickly uh and the bit like the, the weird thing is everyone in town knows everyone else as well everyone's it's like that small town feeling of you know someone you know all their flaws and all their like what makes them tick and the bit where they need to make them do something and she goes here it is when a three-legged dog just holds it out and he's like oh, all right i'll do it and she goes wait, wait wait another three-legged dog he's right. like, I, don't really, I don't do it
0: it's the it, it's there's the whole um Oh, the, well, like the with his character the the whole principle of it is just he is a farmer and yep. he believes in doing hard work and then enjoying the rent like you know you get up in the morning, you do your choren as, as yep. he says like you know time to, uh, time for choren and uh, or back to choren either one you yep. do your choren and then you he sits by his produce stand with his two best friends and his sister and drinks some beers. And, and it's and just talk shit. Okay. And it's the uh, there's, there's some of the dialogue, some of the conversations that they have where it's like the three of them or the four of them are talking with utter seriousness on something that's absolutely ridiculous because they're yeah. just small town simple guys and this yeah, is yeah. what they've heard. So they just take it as gospel and they have no way of like <laughs> they, they just it never occurs to them to think otherwise. And everyone's like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, no, perfect. That's right. No, no new information enters the conversation,
1: but they just kind of go round and around for a second. Then they don't, they don't leave with anything come. Like no conclusions. His uh, like the the little throwaway lines are like pitter patter. Or, Let's get at her. You'll yeah. start using that in real life. The, yeah. The, the dude uh, Wayne, he's such a, like his whole thing is like I am you know hardworking routine. And he's, he's the toughest so, man in Letterkenny. He's the toughest man, but he's his routine is so ingrained in him that he'll have to do the same thing. Every time he's doing something, before he gets in a fight, he's got this little ritual where he does a shot, flicks a cigarette, rolls a slate, like he does all this stuff. And he, after seasons and seasons, you're like, he's done that every single time, yeah. every time. Before he can throw a punch, he has to do a shot, flick a cigarette and roll up his sleeves and yeah. he can't, he's, he's
0: never done it any other way and it, there's even the point where like it has the, like they go an entire season without him getting in a fight and he starts getting really antsy he's like yeah. when's the next fight gonna come I never thought of, it's just gonna be here any minute now like, come on <laughs> and thing, or, uh, probably my favorite thing that they've uh like with the main character and just with the overall story is that they always have like a recap if there's something major that's happened so when it like they've yeah. done it as this thing progressed because um, they seem to get renewed for two seasons at a time because they do two seasons a year right and what they do then is they uh, in the later seasons they start working in cliffhangers uh, you know to just kind of not like oh my god did they live or die but it's more like yeah. shit i want to see the fallout from this because they always show yeah. you what's happened but it's the, the fallout is the following season and something major happens at the end of season seven still cliffhanger, and then in season eight <laughs> oh uh, no, maybe it be, uh, happens in the season six and then in season seven. It's it's one of the two. Yeah. It's like previously on Letter, Kenny. And then it's a montage of every fart in the entire show. And that's it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> and, like, no, and it's just, it goes through the ball. And then it finishes where one of the farts of the main characters is like, uh, 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 and he just starts <laughs> laughing at it. And then you're like, very cool. You know, nothing's going to change. But the uh, uh, the great thing I like about it, though, is just the different groups within... uh, Initially, it's all their interactions with um, the four main characters. Yeah. The Hicks. And then they start bringing in more Hicks, and then they they start showing the other groups interacting with each other. And it builds up really well, so you're very familiar with all the characters. One of the things I really like, though, is that for the first, what, two seasons, every time somebody comes up because, like, this whole idea was that, like, the main character, Wayne, was the toughest man in Letterkenny, and he was, like, he'd beat the shit out of anyone uh, who stepped it, out, who stepped out of line, but was very, like, well-liked by everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he... Uh, it's, got
1: a, it's got a real one-punch-man vibe. That it, it's something like, you know when the fight happens, you pretty much know how it's going to go. Yeah. There's something really, really... Um, uh, just joyous about that. You're like, ah, oh, it's that
0: guy I'm always cheering for, and here he is doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> But he's uh, – so his uh, – basically when it starts, it's a few months after his long-term uh, girlfriend, who's been like his sweetheart since high school, cheated yeah. on him and broke up with him. And she basically got him out of the habit of fighting. She's like, I don't like you fighting. I don't want you fighting. And then eventually they get him back into fighting because they hear there's other people claiming they're the toughest guy yeah. in letter, Kenny. Yeah. And he basically puts the word out that he's the toughest guy – and then like every time there's a ritual where they ring him and he answers the phone he's like oh you know good new and, and then he's like of course i'll be there it's on the property. he's like top of the lane don't come to the property he hangs up they do the shot and then he yeah. walks down the laneway and beats the shit out of the guy but then every time yeah. afterwards he then like picks them up shakes their hand and sends them on their way it's this whole thing that <laughs> you settle the argument and then you just get back to normal and like and oh i knocked him over here and yeah, several a- of the guys in his like outside of the four main characters, but it's several of his extended friend group are all people he's kicked the shit out of. Yeah. And I think oh. that's brilliant And they're they're like his, his posse, because like if yeah. somebody else gets to square off with, they take out the other guy's henchman and then he yeah. goes and deals with the guy. It's just like I just look how simple their world is in that way, it's-
1: like. The one where they have the softest birthday party ever and That's it so gets interrupted. Cool. It gets interrupted by a massive fight and usually he sends the guys on their way but do, after the fight they're doing like a slow pan along and it was like oh I really enjoyed this birthday party and you can see the guys who've got the shit kicked out of them at the birthday party Yeah, it's just it's having a few weird. drinks
0: and just still around. It's the character Joint Boy. Yeah. He rocks yeah. up with his friends and Joint Boy gets it because he's like no 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 it's a one on one thing and, yeah. and his friends keep trying to get in and Joint Boy's like no stay the fuck out of it and there's a bit of a back and forth between them and it's close at first and then Wayne wins. And then yeah. Wayne goes over and, and then looks down at him and he's like, Do you wanna to come to the softest birthday party for my friend? <laughs> and like and then it comes to the montage and they're all like having beers and barbecue together. So.
1: It was the two guys where they, where they need people for a fight and they're like, we're going to go for a rumble. And he's like, who will we get? And they start naming people it's like, no, we can't bring him. Word on the street as he fucked an ostrich. <laughs> it's
0: like, fucking an ostrich is at least a two-person job. Like, like, that's a two-man job. And he's like
1: how? And like, how are we
0: having this conversation? And he's like, there's definitely a two-man job. It's, yeah, and, and the way they handle that joke over the seasons is so well done. Yeah. But, but yeah, I would highly recommend that. That's probably my favourite one of the year. Other than that, um i don't know if it's finished just one for one that like quote-unquote finished up which is and we've mentioned it numerous times as venture brothers but now yeah. that it's kind of finished if you've never watched it and you were kind of like eh it's a great one to sit down and watch both of these series both letter kenny and venture brothers you're talking like less than sorry eight to ten episodes a season that's it i think yeah. the first two seasons of venture brothers are going to like 12 or 16 but after that it's like eight or ten nice and tight tell your arc job don't move on yeah um, And I think it is, it does help the writing of the shows because they can, they're the same number of jokes, they just make it denser. That seems to be the feeling based on a lot of these. It's like when you watch a big, like, like, don't get me wrong, I love stuff like, um, uh, what's it called again? Shit. Brooklyn 99. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Like, that's really good, but they have so many episodes per season that it's like you could have made this tighter you yeah, yeah. could have like shortened a lot of these scenes a lot of these scenes and gotten your point across and just bounced out the jokes faster and that feels what yeah. like those two shows are doing um in I, terms of think- drama queen's gambit on netflix if you haven't watched it go watch it mm. um it's anya taylor joy of the witch and split and a bunch of other stuff which is fucking amazing and it's basically a live action anime I know yeah, that might been- people off, but it it the, I, what I just mean is like the characterization, the style, like as in the physical style of everybody, how they're dressed. There's like somebody is playing an amazing amount of detail to costume in that show. So they would be my three. What about yourself? Uh, I one of the
1: weird ones that I watched this year. Like last year, I think I gave it to Chernobyl. This year, I watched Unorthodox, and I been to new york uh, and myself and she went for just like a walk around the city and at one point said fuck it we've done the length of the island so we just walked across into queens and then down into clinton hill and we walked to williamsburg which is the big jewish area and it was mad it's like you come to a point where all the signs change to yiddish or hebrew whatever it is and then yiddish. the writing like, the on the sides of the buses change to yiddish as well so it's you're you're walking along and it just all switches and like we were walking for i was like like clinton hill was mad and this like we're it does feel like walking into a completely separate city and i in my head i was like because i thought williamsburg was a hipster place i thought we were going to be finding like lots of bars and stuff like that but i guess there's the different districts of it and sinead after about 10 minutes was like i have not seen another woman on the street like this is insane like i might be the only woman out walking around in a in this area of a city and it's all dudes dressed in black and stuff so like i knew nothing about the the jewish community in new york before that um and like did a bit of reading on afterwards like oh man yeah like they've had they've had their like share of really interesting cultural moments they've had their share of scandals they've had their share of all this kind of stuff hmm. but uh, the unorthodox one being based on like the book of a woman who got out of that and apparently there's loads of different people who got out of um really insular communities like that so it, makes, it gives me a huge appreciation for the Amish people who do Rump Springer, who just, when their kids get to about 18, 19, say, go out and see the world, and ideally, you'd come back, but you don't actually have to. Yeah. Uh, and most but of the kids come they're
0: back. Informed. They're informed yes. of what lies there and what they have back at home, and they can make their own decision. And they
1: generally do it as a spring break for them as well, where they say, like, this is where all the kids will be. Go hang out with them. Like, if you want to go to, like, if you get out and you just realize you want to go to school for a few years, you can stay out for a few years. But... Like, everyone eventually comes back to the family and, you know, comes back to the homestead, which seems like, it just immediately seems like a much, like, nicer way of doing it. Um, but for Unorthodox, they got a bunch of uh, people who, like, it, it's it's a crime drama. Like, it's like, you feel like you're watching Sopranos or something at a certain point, because it is one person has left the community and two people have been sent to find her and everyone's trying to, like, one person is on the run and other people are trying to catch them and it's, it's delving into, like, the underhanded things they do and like the the religious leaders who are keeping thrall over certain people and then the really gossipy horrible side of uh like people keeping each other down by like you know so it's dishonorable if your son does this or it's you know this whole thing and it's like yeah it's the same thing in every community but if you just if there's a dial that if it gets ramped up it becomes very toxic um and they did get like a bunch of the actors were people who's like I lived in that community I wasn't as orthodox as that but I've seen it and it's a really each episode was me kind of usually I'd watch a series and at the end be like, oh man, I learned something. Like Chernobyl, like, oh crazy. Or, unorthodox was one where like after every episode, I was like, oh fuck, I've learned something here now. Like I've learned something about the human condition or the Jewish people or New York or the plight of women in most cultures. And it's just a nice way of doing it. Uh I did I was immediately Googling though. I was like, I this better be made by Jewish people. If this is made. Because there's some really dark moments in it. I was like, if this is a hatchet job on them, this is some
0: bad crack. It, it looks like it's. um uh It looks like it's made. Like looking through the credits here.
1: Yeah, it's def. It's not like a white power wet dream. It's definitely not made by neo Nazis. But that like, there's a couple episodes in. I was like, I better check this just in case. Yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, but it's, it's weird to see stuff like that. That's an honest look at something. There's been a few Irish things like that where they look at the Magdalene laundries or they'll just look at some real dark moment from uh the the past of a particular culture uh and i think it's useful like it, it, during covid now the the orthodox jewish community are suffering because they refuse to to take like rules or take their direction from outsiders in some in some ways so like it is worth absolutely saying you sure you sure this is what's best for people you sure like maybe have a look at your culture, like. Um, other than that, I guess we got to give an honorable mention to Tiger King, which I really enjoyed.
0: Never watched
1: it. <laughs> Did you not? It is... Cannot what's stand the,
0: reality television in any way, shape or form. It can all fuck off into the ocean.
1: What's the most exploitative thing you've ever watched? What's the thing that you're or like, a? is there a real exploitative podcast or something like that that you're listening to and you're like, ooh, this isn't cool? No?
0: No. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 the closest I've ever come to watching anything exploitative... Is I watched the first season and sorry, I watched the second season of Big Brother because everybody was like going on about it from the previous yep. year. And that's that summer, I think I was on like part time work or whatever because I was still a teenager. And yep. um, other than that, no, I just have a general distaste for anything and everything, uh, reality TV based, like it's, even the Penny Arcade reality TV show I haven't watched. I don't know, yeah, all oh, right, yeah, sir. Strip search, I've watched okay. the one about like the office because it's about themselves yeah yeah exploit it exploitative it's just like this is a peek behind the curtain it's like a making of and that's fine yeah but the one where they're actually like
1: looking for the next big cartoonist
0: yeah not but, anything like that i'm like nope, no get fucked they, everyone involved in the making of go i'll, I'll, I'll be all lose your jobs and end up in poverty go and fuck up.
1: did you ever watch sex house the one that the onion did to make fun of them no. watch sex house that's very good uh but it no, is the very, not-
0: very nature of that tv type of tv puts me on edge as soon as it's on i'm just like i need to change the channel i need to turn this off. i hate it i absolutely hate it it's it
1: is people it brings out the worst in people on both sides of the camera it is so bad uh but the tiger king one was a gay gun toting i know
0: know that the premise behind it yeah yeah like the, usually when I hear someone when I hear a lot of people talking about this new oh it's a new reality thing or it's based on a truth story I'm like okay let me read up on the actual series to see if it is a if it's like a documentary on it or if it's one of these bullshit yeah, yeah, yeah. exploitative things and if it is I'm like nah fuck out of it because I like obviously like weird shit that happens in your life interests me but yeah. I'm not gonna be actually no like, i i just realized there is a, a show that i watched several episodes of because when i was staying with my mate in la his fiance or his wife now but uh, loved watching all the like the customs shows oh yeah border patrol don't don't, don't know why don't know why yeah, there yeah. was like an american one and a canadian one and an australian one yep and Australian she, Quest. she'd watched like three episodes of this today, and it was just on when we were there like for two seasons like all right fuck it, whatever it's but like it's not like they're lining up contestants and picking it it's just like this weird shit happened this weird shit happened kind of reminds me a bit of like cops or one of those type of things like where it's just i thought i
1: really liked Darren brown the the british illusionist guy until he started doing all those shows and it's like the premise of the show was we're gonna get someone on and fuck with them and i'm like i'm not gonna watch gaslighting the show that's
0: (laughs) that's real fucking weird but have Um, have you ever actually watched those
1: yeah i have they're not like they're the, like the, they're not
0: he's actually. not with them. there's a good example of one that i would recommend to people even if you know what the revelation is is that like he had the one trick or treat and it was one of those yeah. i can't remember the name of it you'd know that a diagram that's the same that's like an ambigram ambigram that's the one so he has a card yeah. and has the logo is like trick red, red one way up and if you flip it 180 degrees it says treat and the yeah. whole idea it's is that you would that. have two cards one says yeah. trick one says treat they both say the same and then he so would
1: present them to people. It's called the magician's choice, is that he holds up two things and you choose. And no matter what you choose, he gets to pick. But you, yeah. as far as you're concerned, you had a choice at the start.
0: Yeah. And like the one that I thought was like, because again, I have my reservations about that because I'm a big fan of his live shows and his yeah, yeah. early kind of work that he used to do, where you had like volunteers come out to go, you know, other celebrities show me something crazy, you know? Yeah. And the, the one where he went, um, there was a woman who she's like, I'm just feeling kind of like bored of life. I just feel like I've kind of hit a rut. Uh, all this type of thing. And he was like, look, I'm going to I'm gonna hypnotize you once just to, um, I'm not going to do anything malicious and we can record it and play back afterwards and you make sure there's nothing there uh, once the whole thing is over. This is just, I want to try and change your mindset on how you're looking at life and be more positive about things and then she's like all right fine and then he was like i want you to go and learn uh, learn this piece of music and she said like, i don't read music and he said like, that's fine i want you to go and learn this but you're not allowed to play the instrument you're just meant to look at it and then he made yeah. her do a recital in front of people and she starts off and she falters a bit and he's like you can do this trust me and she yeah, starts yeah. playing and then it turns out afterwards he was like you could always play the piano you were you are actually somebody who has been trained since the age of four to play the piano but you had lost interest in playing the piano And you needed to get the spark of performing for people for the first time back. Right. Right. So he said he was tricking her, but it was actually the treat of like him going, no, I need to make you forget that you have performed all those things and done all those lessons, but you without forgetting that, you know, the instrument. So then when you sit down to perform in front of people for the first time ever, and you get that rush when everyone stands and applauds and everything else. And I was like, okay, that if that's what his intention is with the show, then that's fine because it's, it's him trying to, you know, like he's trying to help people in some way. Yeah, yeah. There was one like thought he went that was a little too far. Where he did like a zombie apocalypse thing. I was like, that yeah, yeah. that wasn't great. That wasn't a fan of that. But they like, yeah, like when it's when it's that type of thing of like, you know, we're gonna bring in sixteen people and one person's gonna win. The other fifteen people are gonna be made a show of or humiliated yeah, yeah. in some form. That. Oh. Can
1: uh kev actually um friend of the show maybe yeah <laughs> oh, to, yeah yeah. Uh, has a whole uh, wrote a whole article about this and he's saying if so if you were walking through town and there was like you know can you hang off a bar for 60 seconds and you're like yeah i think i could probably do that hmm. and i was like if you do it we'll give 20 grand to charity and if not then fuck you and, I was like, All right. and you try it and of course you fall after 40 seconds because it's more difficult than you think or the bar swivels or something there's some little extra bit to it and they go ah, fuck you you don't get the money for charity and you're like i feel horrible i have to go about my day everyone's everyone hates me now what did that help anyone why did you do that you pricks it's like yeah. that's what every reality tv show feels like to him is like there's something cool on the line we built it up it's either charity or you get a better life or something like that and for most of the people it's like and fuck you you don't get it know that like the good thing we dangle in front of you gone yeah um,
0: yeah and uh, that's not a fan. Like, the fucking March of God, the, there was one, and I swear to God, if I ever got my hands on the people responsible, I would end up doing Prison Time, which was The Swan. Oh, yeah. A reality show where they bring people on who are insecure and who hate the way they look. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're insecure about their physical appearance, and they hate the way they look, and they put them through massive amounts of exercise and cosmetic surgery Yep. fucking everything else and then at the end they go great only one of you is good enough to win now
1: yeah one of only one of you will be going through the final and you're like so wait you've got people with body dysmorphia generalized anxiety disorders probably depression and like like you've basically given them eating disorders and like exercising disorders and like forced them through all this intensive training and then said Yeah, and now you're nearly good enough to be accepted
0: into society. But not quite. It's it's such a fucking... Yeah, anyway, anyway. Tiger King, you are saying. Sorry, I got a little off track because you just hit one of my trigger buttons there.
1: Tiger King is one of these weird ones. uh, Like... So there was Tiger King was the the TV show version. If you've ever listened to the podcast S-Town, which I'd really recommend. uh, And there's another one called The Island, which I can touch on in a minute. But the idea is that these people were filmed for years because they they suspect basically these guys are people who wanted to um do a documentary, a longer documentary, or were trying to kickstart a, a TV career or something like that. So the Tiger King guy had his own cable or whatever it's called, you know the Waynes World thing, public access TV nearly, where you just video yes. yourself. Yeah. So it's him and his friends sitting in a thing, just putting this shit out into the ether, broadcasting it and putting it up on the internet. And this guy decided, this is interesting enough. Like, and he's run for he's run for local government a bunch of times. He's like, ah, I'm going to video him and interview all the people around him. Uh, and they did this for years, and he had all this footage. But it never came to anything. Um, same thing happened with S-Town. This guy got in touch with a, a reporter at, um, what was the name of the podcast company? Not Gimlet, not uh, well, the guys who do This American Life, whatever that uh, podcast studio is. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this reporter started talking to him and he's like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I really like our conversation. So they, they talked for years and the guy recorded everything and then like big revelations happened and all this kind of stuff. So the guys went back their the creators went back and was like, oh, actually there's now enough here to make something like we filmed for years and I didn't think it was going to be anything. But now that we've got to the end of it, I've got like a chunk of this person's life. and I'm going to mush it all together into a series. So at the end of every episode, you get a bombshell uh and you get just this craziness and it's it's like watching a season of desperate housewives per episode where they're just doing stuff like and then this long lost person showed up and you're like bullshit like and then this person got arrested for you know her husband's death and you're like no way like that so and you're like these people are living a soap opera and it's just it's florida man the tv show it is just everything they're doing you're just shaking your head like i've seen that head these headlines before this is some fucking wacky shit and it's—I'd recommend people to watch it. Like, if you ever want to see what would happen if all the libertarians won, you just removed every regulation. It's like, should we be allowed on tigers? Yeah, why not? It's like, should could, can we just take shotguns out and fire them into explosives? Sure. Who'd stop you?
0: I'm not going to yeah. sell you on
1: it. But I don't have to. No, you're know, <laughs>
0: not. You might sell <laughs> someone listening on it, but I mean, yeah. for me, no
1: the island look it up on wikipedia was one where they brought a bunch of people out to the island for six months filmed it and then all the people came off the island expecting to be celebrities and they had to inform them that they never aired it yeah it, i remember that oh, it's just mental that these people gave up six months of their life and was like sorry the production company went under we didn't actually air anything but that does mean that the footage is out there somewhere and i fully expect it to show back up again uh someone is buying the, the
0: yeah. rights to it and all the thing it's, it happens all the time with gaming where like the studio goes under and the ip with yeah. the limbo for a few years until somebody else picks up everything and then it's like in some auction and it's like all right cool we own this now and then you go oh okay and then something yeah. gets re-released like
1: um uh, say uh latest season of the boys was fucking amazing absolutely love that that was probably my favorite thing to watch this year um well
0: you you hadn't seen the first season had you? you sat down and yeah, watched that's and fair
1: like, i actually caught up on all of it uh what else was i watching Doo-doo-doo. Lovecraft Country, started watching, which is absolutely great. Uh, I, I, it, something that's come back this year, which I really, really liked uh, when people were all watching stuff on TV, which is like when people were watching Game of Thrones and when people were watching Breaking Bad and Walking Dead, is the that episode. You know what I'm talking about? When people are like, did you see that episode where it's the Red Wedding or a major character getting killed or
0: i, I mean i didn't watch breaking bad all the way through i lost interest and i didn't watch game of thrones at all so but I, I, i've not really been part of that know, since in know, my teens. when it was like the next morning in school talking about the episode of the x-files you saw the night before yeah no. yeah, yeah
1: yeah so that episode of the x-files the one like the partridge family episode of the x-files that opens with them finding a dead baby that was my that episode you were like jesus oh, Christ. yeah yeah uh, that seems to have come back i'm not watching the mandalorian i'm not watching i haven't i'm not caught up with the star trek discovery and stuff but people are nodding at me with open eyes being like have you seen that episode and i'm like oh i'm i haven't but i'm glad that concept has come back that's fun people are yeah making... i mean like,
0: it's something that happens now that they're going back to weekly releases rather than binge releases because mm. like because right. you just talked about it in a season yeah in a season context you know yeah and um, and like there was like like a good example is the defenders series the the all the ones affiliated with it on netflix so daredevil luke cage iron fist jessica jones and Hello. then the defenders and it was usually like in luke K, uh, sorry in, in daredevil it was like season three or season four, oh, sorry episode three or episode four of every season was like the big fight yeah yeah like the one that wasn't against a bad guy as in like a singular bad guy it was like so in the in the first season it's like him in the hallway and the yeah. camera stays fixed behind, pointing down the hallway, and he's, like, falling in and out of rooms and knocking people around. And then the second season was the one that was, like, um, when he has the empty gun chained to his... Um, well, he has the empty gun, uh, that's onto his hand. He has the other hand, is Celtic onto a chain. And he just goes yeah. down through a building in one cut. That was yeah. not one cut, but it's, like, in one cut. And then the third one, it's when he's in the jail. And yep. it's like the eight minute escape from the jail, like it, it. So that became their version of that episode, where it was just, where it wasn't so much like ooh big reveal. It was like oh we get to see the fight scene there, we get to see something ridiculous. And you know that was the that's the um, that was the same point. But like when you were talking with people, it was more just kind of like how many episodes in are you? Yeah. Okay, cool. I won't say anything. Let me know when you're caught up, and I'll talk to you. And that's that was also, kind of it.
1: Also, The Witcher, which came out in December 2019. I was just looking it up. That's absolutely that was a great start to the year
0: it was yep. it was good old Henry Cavill one of us yes. one of me one of you I'm the sitting after, here with the after picture I... I'm, I'm telling you it fully uh...
1: <laughs> I love when you said one of us I just looked around and looked at the four Mac computers I have in this room I was like
0: yep um... no, no, definitely not one of you <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking I'm sitting at my like top of the line PC on a yep. desk that is b- b- under my monitors right in front of me has Warhammer miniatures and paints and I'm like yeah, one of me, not one of you. <laughs> uh, cool. what you uh, got for movies then? There wasn't that much. No. I, I mean, I will say this, without spoiling anything, I watched Tenet. Yep. And, and Penny Arcade made a very good point of, oh, did you see, I watched Tenet last night, don't spoil anything for me. I don't think I can. It's <laughs> like, the film... Uh, I get that Nolan's plots tend to be, you know, they have their twists and turns, but it feels yep. like at some point before they stapled it together, someone dropped the script and then put it back together. Yep. Yeah, don't get me wrong, visually it's gorgeous. It's as usual, like ridiculously high standard. and it, it, It's very enjoyable. Um, uh, what's his name? David Washington. I love watching him and stuff. Um, and the and I'm actually a big fan of uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, like, him was that partially because of how much he absolutely fucking hates twilight but i mean anything (laughs) where not twilight that he's in he's incredibly good um he
1: he started hating twilight on the promotional tours for twilight like he really could yeah yeah. he
0: was literally (laughs) hating those films before anyone else it was great like um but he's like paycheck fuck it let's roll um but i mean they're 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 great in it kenneth branagh fantastic like the whole cast is great the set pieces, the things—I'm not really sure what's going on. I'll watch it again and figure it out. Yeah. um Other than that, I haven't watched the new Wonder Woman yet. Uh, right. Bad Boys Three was like guilty pleasure for me. Yeah, Bad Boys for Life—I I hadn't seen it a it good. It's none of the Bad Boys films are good, but I, they're still so like yeah. right now they're one of my favorite trilogies of all time. It's like it's—I'm not saying they're good. I just love them. I just think they're like they have a great chemistry. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith have a great chemistry between them. Yeah. Um and I just think they were like I wish that they had a made I wish they had a gone like Fast and the Furious with it, where they were just constantly firing them out. Yeah. You know. Um but yeah, there was just like a lot of a lot of
1: my uh i watched watched true lies last night because again when everybody's doing the nostalgia thing and i had Hmm. boiled two and a half hour movie down to one scene which was her doing the the strip tease in the the bedroom and like starting off awkward but then getting into it and then going back into awkward and then back into getting into it uh and i think it is james cameron's midlife crisis it is there there are more there's I, you could chop this up and, and farm it out to other movies that need an action scene. I'm like, that. this can't be still... Oh, now we're in a helicopter. Oh, now we're on an airplane. Oh, There's we're a, in a
0: helicopter. There's a a higher jump jet. There's a, a yeah. horse. You, um, could, you could
1: take out three of the chase scenes and it would still be too much. Like, it's ridiculous.
0: There is actually one film um, that came out 2018, but I only saw very early this year. Go on. And would recommend to fucking everyone, uh, which is the Endless. Oh, I haven't seen it. Go on. And it's made by uh, two friends, uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, and they they wrote, produced, uh, directed, and starred in the Endless. And it's about two brothers who had been part of a, a cult. Mm. um in their in their youth and it escaped the cult. And then years later, like they're living uh they're living out in the regular world and they're just kind of getting by, but they're not really, you know, happy with life. But they're like, fuck it, like, you know, they work, they're just kind of average jobs, kind of dead end yeah. jobs, and just kind of like, you know, live day to day. And then they receive a video cassette mailed to them from the camp that That they were part of, the cult that they were part of. Right. And one of them, one of the brothers, it was like, oh, like, where did I get in contact? It was, they were so shit. They were essentially like a death cult waiting for like some being to descend, like a UFO type of, like, you know, oh, when the comma passes, that type of shit. And he was like, no, it was just a commune. Like, and they both have these very different kind of um, memories. uh, Yeah, yeah. But they watched the video and a lot of the members, But they remember as kids are still there. And they're like, well, see, look, it's not a death cult. They're still there. Like, it's been like 10 years. They're still there. And, um, but they talk of Ascension and they're like, but that's code for when they're going to do their, like, mass suicide thing. Yeah. And um, they eventually decide to just, look, we need a break. We're having a shit life right now. Let's go back and visit them. These are people we grew up with. Let's go back, visit them, talk to them. And they're like, we're only going back for a day. And when they get there, stuff is weird. Mm. Uh, Nobody seems to have aged since the last time they were there. Right. And at one point, like at nighttime, they're like, oh, yeah, do you want to go play Tug of War? And they're like, what? And it's like, we can go play Tug of War with the thing. And I'm like, what's going on about? And they're like, come on outside. And and it's pitch black. It's nighttime. And they're like, play Tug of War. And there's a rope in the ground. And they pick it up. And the guy starts trying to play Tug of War. And Stinker is pulling back. And he eventually gets knocked on his ass. But he notices the rope isn't going straight; it's starting to kind of go up. Wow! And then he stops and he looks around and he realizes everyone in the camp is standing behind him. And then right. it gets
1: very Lovecraftian, like, Cthulhu from there. It sounds like what Midsummer should have been. Like I,
0: I like Midsummer, but yeah. this
1: this film Midsummer was stylish but didn't scare me. Like it was, it made you confront things that you were looking at. But I did want it to be a bit more like yeah, something deep inside of me is fucking rattled.
0: Yeah, it's this, this is like, this was had a budget of just under, um, I think it was two or three hundred thousand because they pretty much like funded it themselves between, I think they got like two or three other people on board as yeah. producers and that was it. There was no company, there's no, no Um, they made themselves, it debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival um as an independent film and then it was picked up for distribution by an actual company yeah um it has like a 90 something percent approval rating it's one of the best kind of cosmic horror ish like it's it's very hard to specify it is essentially cosmic horror lovecraftian weirdness without giving anything away because it's like you might as well have a rough idea of the genre you're walking into but it's um it's probably the best one i've ever seen though
1: that's crazy, because one of the ones I watched from this year was The Color Out of Space, or just Color Out of Space, with yeah. uh, Nick Cage. With And I, I think I watched... I've done this a bunch of times, especially with horror movies, where I think I watched the wrong movie. And it all happened years ago, where I downloaded Last Girls. I watched it and went, that was bullshit. That's not the movie I wanted. And I looked it up on IMDb, and the, the movie I wanted was Last Girl, singular. And I was like, ah! all right, I got maybe swap those around. So I downloaded and watched another movie, and I was like, all right, that was an actual good movie. The one I watched was bullshit. Um, but I think I meant to watch Mandy and watch The Color Out of Space. I just saw the the poster and was like, "Oh, that was the one I was told to watch." Started mm-hmm. watching it, and it's it's very It's very stylish. It's very synthy. It's very Lovecraft. And I, I, it, it was like that movie, The Void. I just kind of let it wash over me. But every so often, Nick Cage does something, and I'm just kind of nodding, going, "Ah, he's a madman. <laughs> he's insane."
0: Yeah. This this is never hammed up. It. There's no. It's played as like it's very it's played very straight. It's yeah. it's That's, it's got a point. It's doing it. There's nothing like here's the thing. It manages to do gives you that kind of the sense of dread from a cosmic horror film or cosmic horror story of any type. Yeah. Without ever really doing anything fantastic with visuals. Yeah. Which is incredibly hard to do. Yep. Yeah. There is no flashy special effects. There is no fucking like and when you watch it you won't believe it was made that cheap like yeah, yeah. it is very impressive how well they made it um the i'm trying to see if i can find the no but it's it, i can't see the actual budget here but it's i 100 recommend it to anybody who's any type of fan of that kind of the weird or the elsewhere the outside anything like that it's just a really really good film well acted very well shot yeah really good writing like it's the general idea behind it, when you reach the end, you're gonna be like, "Oh, okay, it's a blah film," but it's yeah. so well executed, and it's like I, I think about this film at least once a week since I've seen it.
1: That's yeah, that's what I want. I for Colorado Space. If you if you're a Nick Cage completist, or if you just want, if you like Lovecraftian movies to literally reference Lovecraft and be like a literal mm-hmm. story, you could watch it. Otherwise, watch Annihilation, or watch like there's a bunch of other movies that if you just want something that's like twists no, your noggin. There's no
0: there's no jump scares it's all just about weirdness and trying to yeah. get your skin.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's it's a weird one. Uh for horror movies, I'd spoke about Host before and I really really like that. I don't like it's it again was made for absolutely nothing and it could it looks like a black mirror episode or something. It's the one where the entire horror movie takes place over a Zoom call. And
0: Oh, um yeah. Not,
1: the, not the other host one, which is the, the No,
0: no, 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 uh, no. Um, so uh, there's host, and then there's, I, I the, think I actually have it here on my machine.
1: It's 50, 50 minutes long. The first 10 minutes, so basically, the entire movie takes place over a 40-minute Zoom call. And it starts, the countdown starts from when the second person joins the call. And that's your 40 minutes, because you before someone else joins, it doesn't matter. But then you've only got 40 minutes, and then the credits take place after they've all been kicked off the call. Uh, but it's it's so tight for fifty minutes. No, host,
0: host is fifty six minutes long, right? But there's other ones. Then there's there's host and then there's the host, yep, which is a horror movie. And that's then there's also the host, which is the Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's like there's so many fucking films that. And then there's then there's one uh, the perfect host, which is a film from a few years yes. back. Like whatever
1: absolutely. Anyway, it's, like it's on Shudder. Sign up to Shudder uh there's a bunch of weird stuff on there honestly if you just fancy if you're going to be stuck at home with family over the christmas sign up to Shudder because they have all the bullshit uh b movie uh, santa slasher movies so like santa's Slay slay and hack lantern and like all the ones oh, back to halloween but they have all the ones black christmas and uh what's the one like jingle hells anything where- <laughs> anything where you can make a pun out of a, a christmasy thing they will have the christmasy bullshit horror movie it's it's the equivalent of the christmas cracker joke where you pull the cracker read the joke and everyone at the table groans instead of laughs and goes oh that's terrible but now you all feel closer to each other because it was bad and you got to share in that experience Fair. what a terrible fucking slasher movie so you can all roll your eyes and look at each other and go we feel closer together as a family because that is the enemy that that's the thing we can all yeah. join together to say was stupid
0: yeah uh, it's a um... I also used to appreciate, so I don't think they did it anymore, but Channel 4 used to have this thing where because of their programming or some rule that was in their whole thing is that they wouldn't show a horror movie between... So once Halloween was finished, they wouldn't show horror movies until after Christmas because they were like, no, 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 it's just, you know, our focus now is on family movies and that, I mean, after Christmas and then any action films, because I think it was more directed at action. It was like, any action films or anything like that that we want to show, we can show on boxing day and that type of thing yeah yeah and it used to be a case of on christmas night so 25th going into the 26th at about five or ten past midnight every year they used to put on a horror film like channel yeah. 4 would have a horror film on i remember watching like hellraiser i just I yeah, like yeah. five minutes past midnight on christmas and I was in my brother's house he comes in and he's like you're really happy with yourself it's just need and wherever it's just kind of relaxed. kids are in bed all that type of shit and he's like you're a very child channel- of judge yourself like Shout for Sean Hart. And he's like, oh, okay, fair
1: enough. <laughs> so. Uh, other than that, I'm just looking through the list of, of movies. Did Jojo Rabbit come out this year? That can't that be right. Year? No, that was last year. Are they doing a new series of it or something?
0: And yeah, my Jojo Rabbit came out in September last year.
1: Yeah, and this one has The September. Lighthouse as well. I Anyway, for ones I watched this year, uh, Jojo Rabbit was actually great. I... I um. I generally don't like Scarlett Johansson. I don't, like, she doesn't do anything for me, but uh, she was quite good in that as the bougie, artsy mom who thinks that no one will ever come for her. She'll never get her comeuppance. And I like, not that she's a bad character or like a, a mean character, but like, she's kind of flaunting a little bit like, you know, oh, I'm upper class and white and under the Nazi regime. Like, you know, I can I can speak out. Uh, and then it, that turns out not to be true. And it's the real it's a good show don't tell way of doing that and then they came for me thing uh but there's a bunch of really nice moments of that and it is very funny steve mergers is great at it he's the as the the gestapo guy he's like going around the schools talking to the kids he's like some of you may have heard a terrible rumor that hitler doesn't have it or only has one ball well that's not true he has three <laughs> and just, just talking shite to the kids um <laughs> The lighthouse is great. I do like Robert patterson That him and Willem defoe I genuinely thought it was going to be a time travel reveal at the end that they're the same character. All oh, uh, right.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. They're uh, both just. They're both just
1: nuts. <laughs> both just, uh, yeah, I've heard some. uh I've heard good stuff about Small Axe. I've heard good stuff about his house, and I, I've not watched them. Those are the ones I'm looking forward to the most.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I think I probably watched Uncut Gems. That if if we're just going by what we watched this year, that was my absolute move of the year
0: yeah no that's the thing like for me it's because there was so little that actually came out this year because everything kept on getting kicked down the road mm. um rightly so yes uh, but everything getting kicked down the road because of uh, covid and then like there was a distinct possibility at one point where if they actually had the oscars next year based entirely on films that came out in 2020 that like at one point in the year sonic could have been up for oscars which yeah. so I it was just like it's not a terrible it, film they must have been like best animated film it's like it's
1: either Trolls World Tour or Sonic and then in the last few months Onward and uh, Soul have come out and they're like thank you Disney and Pixar for giving us movies that aren't the fucking Trolls World Tour Um, cool what games are you playing this year
0: I'm not going to mention my own oh yeah that's um, fair and I'm not going to mention the, the yellow game um...
1: <laughs> I, I will mention Star Trek Fleet Command which I was working with like is now five years old I've been playing it a huge amount recently we've been doing like a steady cadence of releases
0: Star Trek that's Fleet it. Command is not five years old Johnny you've been working on it for five, five, five years five it is years not back. five years old <laughs> it, it,
1: it is not five years old but like my point is I should it be bored it
0: two after like a week ago <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> that's fair I literally I think I'm wearing a t-shirt that says start at 2.0 because we did a little thing for when it like became two years old Sorry, I meant I was. I've been working on it. I've been looking at it for five years.
0: There you go. Um, games wise, new ones. Hang on, just let me crack my Steam library. Uh, okay, so it so was one. I think it actually came at the end of last year, but it was one I spent a lot of time playing this year and really enjoying. It came out August twentieth last year. Is Remnant from the Ashes?
1: Mm. Yes, you showed me a bit of that. That looks great. Uh,
0: which is essentially. This is what
1: my mates call it.
0: I can't Um, believe I've ever
1: seen it on on Twitch. Like, it looks so streamable.
0: It's because it's, like, it doesn't necessarily... Like, it is a game that's designed to be played co-op multiplayer. Yeah. But I think I put maybe 40 or 50 hours into it, and I've unlocked everything. So it's not a long-term thing. There is a game called uh chronos before the ashes mm. um which was originally uh which was originally released in 2016 just called chronos which is actually a prequel there is some stuff that shows up in both and it's not a direct prequel it's a universe prequel it's just they're in the same universe and they are somewhat related mm. um it's just it's it's just a very good very well done difficult third-person shooter game uh, think of like some like in terms of how it plays it's something like destiny you have a primary secondary weapon and a melee and yeah. um, it's set modern day but an apocalypse essentially happened in the 50s or right. early 60s and earth got overrun humanity is surviving in small pockets scattered around and you're you know it's and because of this like people have kind of reverted a little bit into mysticism and uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, superstition. Yeah, yeah. And you've received, uh, your, this. I think it's the vision, the, um, you've basically received a vision that you have to go and like deal with a certain thing in a certain location and you show up there and you have to get to it and deal with it all the rest it's done it's very well done i think it i don't even think it's a full price game i think it's like 20 30 dollars but it was Mm -hmm. given away as a free game on epic game store earlier on in the year and i grabbed it and because it's co-op and it's like co-op pve so it's like latency isn't a huge issue so i was able to play with my mates back in ireland and we played it a ton. And I enjoyed it so much then it was, they put it up for free on Epic Game Store because a few weeks later there was a DLC coming out and I happily bought the DLC. But I also yeah. bought the previous DLC. I was like, get, nope, get them the both. Because this is definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, but th- it does take a bit of a hard turn halfway through in the setting. And it only it only enhances the game. Like, there was a point where, like, uh, uh, there's a very weird sensation when playing it, and this is not to knock the game in any way, shape, or form. But when me and my friends are playing it, first hour, two, like, yeah, this is all right. Yeah. And without even realizing it, at about the three, three and a half hour mark, we realized we were just having an incredible amount of fun with it. Yeah. And then we hit the four hour mark, and it took that hard turn, and we were like, lads, this is mental, and I love it. And we were like, yeah, this is just brilliant. Yeah. Um So I definitely would recommend that uh what else did i play this year um just looking through Jesus. Uh there was a game called townscaper that came out it costs maybe two dollars it is a little it's not really a game it's it's a city building engine but it's not yep. like a city builder like skylines like city skylines or any of those it's literally just you pick the color of the building you click on it and it pops in and when you have enough of the same color, they merge together and make bigger buildings. And then you can remove sections of buildings and create like arches and terraces and thing. It's a super simple little thing. It's incredibly relaxing. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, For multiplayer, Among Us was just yeah. fantastic. And um, it won't be everybody's cup of tea, but in the last few weeks, I've been playing a lot of Other Side. I don't know that one. Spelled with a C. C I D E. Like you,
1: the killing of others.
0: Yes. And yep. um, there is three colors in the game: black, white, red. That's right. it. Um, it is oh, essentially I like that. it's, and the this doesn't quite cover it, but the fastest way I can explain its influences and in genre is Bloodborne meets XCOM
1: right so it's an easy game
0: is it oh, oh yeah fierce easy it's a roguelike okay it's a roguelike type game done in a very kind of um there's like a it has that whole kind of story telling that is similar to from software games where it's like you discover the story in fragments and yep. you kind of have to piece it together through descriptions and stuff like that and there's the whole idea is is this being or is this race has invaded earth and decimated most of it and then there's this being, um, female being, who sacrifices herself to then create her daughters, and her daughters all are your fighters in your squad. And um, you have to do a certain amount of things per in-game day, and as part of that, you can also then spawn new daughters, because if you want, uh, but like, if you spawn a daughter, they start at level one. You can progress through them, level them up, get them new skills the only way to heal a daughter properly, like to full health, is to sacrifice one of your other ones permanently. Right. So it's like, yeah. like every couple of minutes, it's like after every fight, you're like, oh, Sophie's Choice, here we go again. All right? right. So it's, and and that really makes it like, so like when you're pushing through and you're like, oh, no, you get down to like three or four good squad members and then one of them is really injured and you're like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> it's like, it's so um but i love roguelikes and yeah, yeah. i love tactics games though i'm not mad on ones that are very heavy shooty or shooty oriented i'm not mad on stuff like xcom and that myself i i i completely appreciate their design but when i could play tactics games i prefer fantasy oriented ones In yeah. this is a lot of like there is like gunslingers but there's people with swords axes shields you know so there's a bit, kind of a mix of both it's a little kind of steampunky in a way um the visual style is just very interesting in that everything is black, white, and red, mm. and it's usually uh, everything. Well, it's like there's grey in there obviously as well, but it's like everything's black, and then you've got the little bits of white, and the characters are white with a little bit of shading on them, and then your car. Each of your characters will have a single piece of clothing, usually a scarf that's red, and then there'll be like the UI is red, and it just pops really well. I'd hate mm. to play it as a colorblind person. But it just pops.
1: Breathing. I it would be fine as a colorblind person. The idea is that it is less color. Like, if you yeah, were... but if, you,
0: if you're, if you're red-green colorblind and red is just showing up as like brown or gray, it's kind of going to disappear into the UI. Into the the
1: we have a look at the UI. It's very stylish looking.
0: Yeah. But, it's, I mean, look, it's not for everyone. I don't yeah. think it'll be fair. I think the difficulty might put some people off. There is a way you can play it where it's like, you don't quite lose everyone every time they die. There's a way to like salvage some of it. But I've been playing it just in the base version because that extra version was patched in because they were like, okay, not everyone's digging how hardcore this is. Yeah, we'll yeah. give people the option. Um... Yeah, you not don't... for everyone, but I am enjoying it.
1: Yeah. Uh, cool. For myself, the best, the best new games I played this year were probably Carrion, which is a little...
0: <laughs> uh, the thing it's the thing,
1: yeah, it's the, thing. It's 100% the thing where you uh I, I i love those little indie games where you get like one or two good concepts and then the rest of it nearly comes down to level design uh and it's it's from like a rich history of uh like limbo and inside and uh gish and super meat boy and things like that where it's like there's a bun- there's a, a limited like it's nearly an arcade game it's like you've got a uh, two buttons and a controller yeah uh, and things just keep ramping up and ramping up and ramping up Um hades i loved but i didn't stick with uh it's a little hack and it's a hack and slash roguelike from the guys who did bastion
0: so you playing hades um, and yeah. it's so good i think it's weird because i played so much of it in the first half of the year yeah. and it's and it's just kind of disappeared out of my subconscious it's it's, I know I'll come back around to it, but yeah, I put yeah. so much time into it when it was in early access. Yeah. Um, and then when the launch came, I went, cool, I'll get back to that because the launch now has the ending and I'd like to see that eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm in no rush because there's a lot of other stuff landing. I So
1: the giant games and a lo- loads of indie games like that, I have this really good experience playing them and they just come back into my life as like usually the soundtrack just comes mm. back. It's all th- this mad fond memory. The only reason I bounced off it is because I was playing it on my Mac and this is my home office thing. I've turned like the little box room into a thing that I need to be working in. I just can't be sitting in here when I don't need to. I was like, after work, sitting and it's playing on it. Play. I... Yeah, I need to go outside and walk around. I've been in here for- Oh yeah, get like... it on Switch. Yeah, yeah. I don't... It's on Absolutely. Switch. So- I've just yeah, got it mean, I don't
0: Switch. know why that's gonna occur to me. That is a game I would recommend to everyone. It's, um. yeah, it's
1: very I'll good. buy it. Uh, Supergiant can have all my money. I'll buy it again on Switch uh fall guys for the start of the year was a really good way to uh i think this very start of the year everyone was playing animal crossing when they wanted to be alone and fall guys when they wanted to be around other people
0: just when they wanted to take their rage out on something
1: exactly so i did i absolutely used fall guys properly where we all just got onto a party line chat and talked to each other and like, there's games we play where we end up shouting at each other because somebody's not full of their weight. You can't shout it at each other for Fall Guys. It was like, no. I fell over. It was like, of course you did. It was like, yeah, right, yeah. I'm out. It was like, we'll get you next round. It'll be fine.
0: And like, and a former coworker of ours worked on that game.
1: It's yes, great, to right. it.
0: great to see you doing so well.
1: Yep. Um, I was looking at some game award stuff this year, and they've got like, they had awards for like best game, best art direction, best this, this, this. And then they have best ongoing game as like one of yes. the categories, which I really like, because I think they're just recognizing that everything's going towards games as a service, or yeah. sometimes games get big updates like No Man's Sky that functionally <laughs> like rebuild the entire game, which is- No about-
0: Man's Sky, the Prince Zuko redemption arc of game development. <laughs> it's like-
1: uh, and the yellow game that's out at the moment, I, I, everyone who's complains, it just makes me happier because I'm like, oh, that's, this is how Skyrim started. This is how The Witcher started. This is all it
0: these- it? The, the problem with the yellow game, just to, not naming it just in case it, it bring, causes the ire of the internet trolls to descend. <laughs> um, I've been playing it. I think it's fine. There's some stuff in it that like, I haven't really encountered any bugs a lot. Yeah but I'm playing it on a pretty high-end machine. Um, the only bug that was happening was for the first, like, 12 hours that it was out because there was an issue where if you're playing it um, through Steam, there's a smaller... The, the GOG launcher kicks in because everything runs through the GOG launcher. It's fairly basic, right. But there's a problem where there's three overlays trying to kick in at once, which is your Windows 10 Game Bar overlay Steam overlay and your GOG overlay, and the whole thing just fucks up. Yeah. So you just go in and disable them, and then it's like it's fine, no no issue. But the the issue that I have with it, yes, there's a lot of bugs that I've seen evidence of. I've not experienced them, and this happens with a lot of games. I mean, yeah. um, I work for Ubisoft. We we can't <laughs> say shit like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, um, but at the same time, when the game comes out and there's bugs, normally a game comes out in November, starting November, and you have six to seven weeks to fix it for bugs past the day one launch before you hit the Christmas break. Yep. So we released our game December uh, November 10th, and we had some bugs that we just didn't encounter in testing because you can't. I mean, if we have...
1: Maybe not millions, but you don't have the hundreds of thousands of people playing it constantly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like that that one in a thousand case or one in two thousand case suddenly becomes, you know, 80 people posting on the forums about. And then we had our, had our day zero patch, which fixed all the this, all this stuff, because there's the whole submission process. It's a whole headache. And it takes a long time. But you submit your game and you're like, cool, and we're going to fix these bugs. So our day zero patch comes out. And then we have a patch like a week later. And i think we had a patch two weeks later and then there'll be like monthly update patches And like our, our yule festival patch just went live so yeah. it's all like activities related to christmas and shit we're basically taking the acing ac part seriously and turning the game into animal crossing uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, it's not a bad thing like you know um animal crossing with slightly more dismemberment and the but but like that goes through and there's a whole cycle of people working on fixes working to wor- like resolve all those issues get all those patches shipped and ready and then we can still have our christmas break but yeah. they launched their game start of december after delaying it three times this year alone mm. and under notorious crunch circumstances and oh my god crunching your staff added more books to the game and who would have fucking known except every person in the industry has ever worked through crunch. Yeah. And now they're, like, the, my worry is that they're just going to crunch their staff again. And it's, it's coming upon on Christmas. Yeah, I don't too- like Christmas. We know this. This has been long established in the history of this podcast. But I completely understand people moved, enjoying it. You move to the continent where they crucify Santa in
1: shop display windows. And you're like, this <laughs> is great. Finally.
0: But, but like, it's It's the whole thing of I don't like it myself, but I completely understand why others like it. And, other, and particularly people who have kids, who have young kids, and they want to like, like young nieces and nephews, and they, and they want to spend that time with their family. And they're going to be crunching just to try and update. I mean, like the game got pulled from the Sony PSN. When yep. has that ever happened? Yep. The last game I can think of that was pulled from a console store i'm oh, sorry from a console just in general that big like a triple a game being pulled was gta 3 over the hot coffee incident was oh it GTA... yeah it was no, GTA 3.
1: san andreas yeah
0: so it's yeah, yeah. one of the dlc's for gta 3 how many years ago was that yeah woof. <laughs> that was ps2 like batman arkham knight had a fine release on console and then on pc it was down for like a month because it came out and people had issues. Again, didn't experience anything myself, but they had issues at the time. And then it got like re-released. And to be fair to Warner Brothers Games, though they have done some shitty things in the past. I was then just gifted the entire rest of the Arkham series that I didn't own. Oh, nice! Even though I was still able to clear the game and everything in the opening two days, it was like yeah, yeah. finished everything. Except yeah. the very final ending, like, yeah, do every, all two hundred and thirty something Riddler trophies. No, you can go fuck yourself. Head or David can get in the sea. Um but but like that was on Steam. Physical copies could still be bought. There was a whole thing. And when that came out, I think it came out in like that was like a May release. Like it was it was it was coming into summer. So it came out, it got its release, or it definitely wasn't near Christmas anyway. So Pete, nobody was crunching over the Christmas and, and New Year's holidays. And that's my worry about this. And, and the other thing is, why start hyping a game eight years before fucking release? It, I mean,
1: to be fair, they didn't think it was going to be eight years. But yes, that's an absolutely insane thing. They didn't thing.
0: start working until 2016. That's mental. They did not start production on the game. They had pre-pro work done, but they didn't start production on it until after The Witcher 3 was finished. And all the DLCs are done. Like, hang on a minute. I want to check something here. Because there's a specific thing that I cited before. Um... Yeah. So there's the No Man's Sky effect, which I've mentioned before. That because of how much of a fuck-up the hype release and flop of the initial release of no man's sky since then it's kind of redeemed itself as one of the best live services games out there but because of that most game companies don't hype their games anymore yes you announce your game like four months before it's due to come out when like the beta is pretty much done you're now doing bug fixing and polishing and then like submitting it for approval and at that point you're like look the game's fucking made Right, like yeah. there's bugs, and that's that's it that's left, and you know, and that's quite common. Like, how many times since the whole No Man's Sky thing have you heard of a company going, Yeah, yeah, yeah so we're doing this game, it's out next month, or it's yeah. out today? Like, yeah. at E3, you're up on stage, or are games award, and they're like, Yeah, and best of all, it's out today, and you're like, Oh, holy shit, like, uh, yes, it has dead. become, a- and
1: you can play it at this booth, and like, Oh, wow, like it's I can go yeah. play a bit of it, this is crazy, yeah.
0: And that was specifically over the hype of No Man's Sky, because No Man's Sky got a 2016 release. It was teased in December 2013, when it was still a four-man team. And then it was officially announced under the Sony brand in 2014 at E3. Cyberpunk was announced two years before No Man's Sky. So that's why it's got the the hype train that's gone for years, years. Because actually, it was a year before No Man's Sky because the first teaser was a year after No Man's Sky was a year later. They couldn't learn that lesson. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> it's just it's, it's it's so fucking like it just boggles my mind. Like, and and it does I mean
1: think... it does mean that there's no hype train. Like, Disco Elysium came out. And I remember someone explaining the concept to me and being like, fuck, how have I never heard of this game? That's the yeah. amazing. And then it but came out. You can play it tomorrow. And I was like, what the fuck? I, uh, And I still haven't played it because there's just something about it. I was like, I never had the chance to get my to get my hopes and dreams up with it. That sounds insane. I think that helps
0: in a way because you don't have big games consuming the news cycle for like two years. Yeah, yeah. Um. And, like, the only time it's happened recently is when they had to announce stuff that was coming on the PS5 and Xbox Series X yeah, yeah. when they announced those consoles. I'm but everything seeing... else seems to be like, you know, oh, yeah, here's the thing, it's out in three months.
1: I wasn't paying attention to the game news, but did they announce big updates for stuff? Like, I with this whole live service thing? Because I... One of the games I played most this year is Dead by Day. Like, just... I liked playing around Halloween. That was another one where I was trying to get friends online to play. And when I went back... When I got it first, there was... The characters, they were announcing a few extra characters, maybe had four characters, three more announced. And one of them was, um, I don't know, Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers or something like that. So they're going to get a licensed character. And now when I went back to play it this year, they had like 30 killers and loads of characters from other stuff. They had the Demogorgon from Stranger Things and characters from Saw and Halloween and uh, like the the Silent Hill characters what brought me back. Um, and I, like, it's crazy because I was like, oh, I paid 20 quid for it when I bought it first and another 20 quid to get the two characters I want. And I was like, that's the price of a game. That's fine. Uh, but, were, like, was Destiny 2 announced as and it'll be coming to PS5 and new Xbox? Were there big expansions where, like, you know, this is going to look amazing on your, on your new consoles?
0: Well, yeah, like, that's part of it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the patch... For the PS5, Xbox Series X update for Destiny 2 only went out this week. Really? Uh, yeah, because oh. they were like, we're we're launching an expansion on the day that, then the same day as, um, they know day to day one on November tenth. Yeah, because they they do an annual expansion, and they were like, we're doing our expansion that day. Let us get that out, fix the bugs, sort all that, and then we can bring out the update. And well, like, which you think is the better way to do it? Yeah, yeah. But, but for for the most part what it did was cuz like the graphics don't necessarily change in destiny. Here's the thing. I can run Destiny at max settings and get about 100 and, 120 125 fps. And then I can run it on minimum settings and get about oh, 150 fps. It's it it's not a huge bandwidth in terms of like what actually affects performance. It's it, it, whatever way their engine's done and it, I have to say it's done quite cleverly. It it else whatever
1: faces as well there's like maybe like to be completely honest maybe they don't need quite as much detail in some of these places uh it, it all i think everyone should do that i think everyone should just reduce the detail in your characters and put all the the character into animation and flourishes and like selling movement and stuff as well if so, yeah. if a game has a perfect character skin and then the character walks in a janky way i'm like oh, fuck you then
0: that, that actually that's one thing i want to say about the yellow game um so i'm playing on like uh RTX twenty sixty super, yeah. so not the fabled mythological thirty series that no one can get their hands on, but of the, of the previous series, uh, pre- previous generation, one of the fairly high end ones, like top five or six cards, and it does it actually n- brought my attention to something in it that I ne- that like I didn't notice in other games, and this is weird because when I say I didn't notice it in other games, I have never noticed this in other games. Oh. in my life up until this moment, I never made the connection. The animation, the gestural animation, facial animation, and that type of thing, is a lot more subtle in Cyberpunk. Oh no, I right. said the name. Then in any other game, um, for example, it's 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 the, it's the little details. Like you can tell the parts of the game. Like that they that they had luck from like very early on, that they had all the time in the world to polish to a fucking gleam. And you can tell what stuff was really badly or what was rushed or what was after the last minute. Yeah, yeah. There's a point in the without giving without spoiling anything for anyone who's maybe waiting for Christmas or whatever to play it. There's a point in the storyline where a character not not even a character. So my character is interacting with somebody who's dying. So they are a character in the story. But yeah. They're dying. And I'm looking at them where they're dying and I can tell because of high-end graphics that they're staring directly at the camera. They're looking into my eyes. And I could tell when they died based on their eyes on focusing.
1: That's mad. The idea that their pupils just dilated away and like kind of rolled off to the they, side They just then... go into
0: that kind of glassy stare and I'm like, you would never get that uh, in other games. Because, I, I, and, I, and I don't think it's exclusive to the L game, I think it's just because the graphics have reached the point where you can do this. And I and I think this is a benefit of them, because originally the game was meant to be third-person perspective with right. the option for first-person, and they went, no, we're going to go full first-person because of various limitations. Um, and then because of that, they were able to make a lot of the animation stuff more subtle. How people hold themselves, their gesture, their movement, it looks more natural. Yep. And then by comparison, when I look at any other game now, it looks like I'm watching stage acting, where people overemphasize yeah. their, their movements because I could be sitting 80 feet away from them in a, sta- in a play. Because yep. that's how majority of gaming is done. And it's not something I was aware of. Stage acting is super prevalent
1: That makes so much sense. If you are playing a third-person game, you're
0: functionally up in the balcony Mm -hmm. looking down at a scene. And if you're playing on a console, you're sitting two or three meters from the PC, from the screen. That's crazy. And now I can notice, and there's like, just like the whole, you know, facial expressions, like raising of an eyebrow. It's not like the, when when someone raises an eyebrow, they don't like raise their eyebrow and, you know, which is like the very kind of, you know, The gamer thing they'll turn their head sideways and everything else and put their hand on their chin. They just kind of like, you get a very slight raised eyebrow and that's it. It's not everywhere in the game, granted, because I don't think they had time to go back and hit every single animation and every single cutscene and every single incidental interaction. But at certain moments and certain scenes, they did go back and give that level of polish. And I have a feeling that that was when they went, oh, we're first person only. Awesome. We're going to do this because the new graphics generation can support it and Now that we're like, we know the camera is going to be this far away.
1: I genuinely was looking at idle states for something recently. I guess we had characters who were just standing around in like the transporter room waiting for something. Uh, And the idle states that you can see online, like I was just looking at other games, nobody's just standing there breathing. Everyone's looking over both shoulders, putting their hands on their hips and swinging their upper body around and like doing this whole thing. And I was like, I swear I've played games where when you're not doing something, the main character just breathes for 30 seconds and then wipes his nose and that's it. And I was like, that's, that's the immersion that you want. Everything else yeah. seems cartoony. And it's fun. like, I love the Double Fine games. And I think they do really, really cartoony shit really well. Hmm. But even at like that, they, like, the, the characters, the big beefy characters, you'll just notice them do something small with their hands sometimes. And like, that's really good. Like I can tell an animator sat somewhere with that character and was doing the same motion with their hands and trying to translate it across. Because sometimes you just see really good animation. Like, yes, that's that little thing is what you want.
0: Yeah. And then it's, I mean, it's just such a nice little tweet. So, they, like, I don't think it'd make it on my game of the year list. But if you were, like, ask me, like, game visuals of the year, it'd definitely be on the list. Right. Animation, 100%. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, it's very well voice acted. Um, I'm using the feminine voice option. And the voice actor for her, she did a fantastic job. Um the visually it looks amazing. Now I have said it to my mates and stuff. If you're gonna play the game and you don't have a console or a PC capable of ray tracing, wait until you have a console or PC capable of ray tracing. Right. Night City looks so good that I have only ever fast traveled once. Wow. That's Oof. and I have stopped using cars. And I only use bikes because when you're inside the car, you're only seeing in the frame of the windscreen, so you can see part of the route. So I can see less of the city when I'm in a car. So I'm like, nope, not using cars, only using bikes, only using bikes in first person. And I spend most of my time just looking around when I'm in the thing. Right. It's, It's all of that that stuff is amazing. I mean, there is some stuff that's utter shit, and they have to fix it. Yeah. Um the UI for the the UI for skills and talents isn't very well explained. And right. I have a feeling that because up until about eight or nine months ago, they only ever talked about having a single stat in the game called cool. Oh, and cool, cool was determined by, it was a combination of like your street cred and your, the gear that you were wearing and the weapons that you're using. Because there are weapons in the game when you get them, they're marked as the iconic, which means unique. Nice. And it was a whole thing of like the style of your clothing, the how iconic your weapons are yeah, yeah, and yeah. How much street cred you have is your cool level and your cool level scales into everything it's like the light level in destiny parallel and ac it's like right. this is your your overall broad stat but now there's like five talents or there's five skills and then it doesn't it wasn't very well explained so it's like they had to make a switch at some point recently yeah yeah and they're like oh shit okay we gotta we gotta change this up a bit the other thing is that if you commit a crime which is actually fairly uncommon because the whole idea of Night City is yeah. it's only a crime if you can if they catch you.
1: It's uh it's somewhere between Judge Dread and the uh, the Koopa City from the Mario Brothers movie in my mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I <It's just laughs> uh, yeah. you know, um, but it's so there's a whole thing where say you commit um all the bad guys in the game, the guys who would be hostile to you they all have a bounty on them. Yeah. Because they've committed previous crimes. They're all ver- members of various gangs and they all have bounties on them. And that's the excuse behind you not getting in trouble for killing them. Right. Because the so police you, are so overwhelmed. It's essentially carried by bebop. The police are so overwhelmed, they will pay you when you when you deal with them.
1: But if you, you become perser- person non, persona non grata. They just click the button and you go, that
0: person's up for grabs. Essentially. But occasionally, due to erratic driving or whatever i will run someone over yeah because the game will occasionally force me to use a non-bike vehicle for a mission and i'm like oh well i don't know how to drive these and uh, like someone ends up getting creamed into paste if you kill if you get do that you'll get the little star that pops up to show you you have the police after you yep. and the police will instantaneously spawn beside you and open fire on you. for one star and for any events, i think there is only one star They will spawn immediately beside you out of your camera vision. So out of your front arc of whatever radius you have it set to. They will spawn immediately beside you and start shooting at you. And if you try and flee, they will also spawn in additional locations and try and shoot at you. And once you get to a certain speed, they no longer spawn and you lose the star because you're like, oh, he's gotten away. And the reason for that is there is no AI network for the police. At all, in the end fuck and that's... it's it's stuff like that that i'm like yeah. mm, because i mean it's it's one thing when i was in the industry and i wasn't working on an open world rpg game yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. like now like, i know how that fucking works i know for a fucking fact like that that is that, that yeah. should not be that should not be missing
1: oh so. that's really
0: there's also, there's a, there was a uh, weird bug though, and they said they're taking it out, but I don't think they should, where <laughs> everywhere you went in the world, there was just dildos. Oh, nice. Because yeah. they have a random pool of just like detritus and stuff that can spawn around the place. So you can find, oh yeah, there's a magazine here, there's a hat, there's a there's whatever, like you know, something that's just somebody's discarded. And for some reason, it wasn't weighted properly, so it kept on picking dildos. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so he's just walking around again. There's like there's a dildo and a uh, thing, but then there's like this, someone I follow on Twitter came what? up with this whole theory that yeah. that was because yeah, but like water seems really uncommon in the in the world. Like people don't seem to have a, like you know like there is literally a thing of real water is advertised at ninety nine dollars per gallon. What? Like so they can't wash their sex toys, so they just they're one use and throw away. Anyway.
1: No, there's stuff like that that like genuinely like I don't know. if There's a bug, and someone sent me this the shot of someone on a on a train and like looking out, and she takes off her aviator sunglasses and still has a pair on. And I'm like, there's there's a such a high chance that's not a bug. They just like yeah, that. There's, there's gifts of that in the
0: network. Yeah. Like, just keeps taking the glasses off. <laughs> um, I don't, anyway. I don't know. It's it's yeah. I, when you're not playing it, so like the gameplay is first person GTA nice. essentially. The storyline is. Yeah, I'd say because, I, I I don't know. I still haven't gone and played The Witcher properly, but it's I'd say yeah, it is your standard RPG. It's well right. written for the most part. Like any, I haven't encountered any particularly badly written quests, but right. that's just from my perspective. You know what I mean? That that's not necessarily to say that there isn't some weird massive like, you know, th- there's there's something in there that will ring alarm bells for someone. It's just I haven't ran into it, and I haven't seen anything that kind of like pisses me off or anything, Um I did, I had that conversation with someone who was like,
1: I wonder if they had to go back. like, was there a dodgy joke in there that after eight eight years of development, they're like, ooh, remember to take that out. That's...
0: Yeah, I mean, like, there was that whole thing in it where, like, their use of, like, trans people for advertising within the game is a bit questionable. Mm. I'm very kind of... mm, Not mad on that. But at the same time, in the game, like, just the adverts around the place there's a massive sexualization of both men and women right which works for the this is like
1: night city like like slightly lawless like nobody's regulating anything kind of thing
0: yeah like that's kind of the i, I think that's the vibe that they're going for but i don't think like it obviously could have been handled with a lot better yeah and um, aplomb that said i cannot speak for anybody other than yep. myself you know what i mean it's just my own impression of it was there was some stuff there's a certain advertisement it was the one that was like that uh that they showed off months back um of a trans person and it was like uh, you know there's a certain type of objectification happening and people were like not great buddy not yep. great um and i still see that and every so often I'm just like mm, not bad on that but you Know, um, there's I'll, I'll play overall though, like visually, it's amazing. It's yeah. like it's just there's a very mixed bag of a game. It's I'll play it a few
1: years time, and I guarantee I won't have the same game as everyone else. I'll because I never do main missions, I'll like do 10 other side missions. Like, wow, this whole area is great. It's like oh, you spent all your time over there,
0: yeah, yeah. It's I don't know, there's um, and you're not just limited to the city, which is something I didn't know beforehand, but I found quite refreshing. There is a kind of an area out there just called the Badlands and there's people who live out there called nomads. And that's one of the starting options. And you deal with a group of them and you do missions for them and there's other side missions out in those areas. Nice. So, um, the, the problem is it's just, you know, it, if it hadn't been hyped, if this had been announced like six months ago and was released six months from now, I think it would have scooped all the Game of the Year awards. Yeah. I that's think, the that's the that's the unfortunate thing about
1: it so it is, yeah it is so weird that they just decided no this has gone on long enough this is the year we're gonna fucking we're
0: they gonna wanted to they wanted to get that next gen they just were like we gotta jump on it but like yeah anyway anyway yeah I think that's us
1: I think so uh cheers everyone yeah if, I'm sure there's some big massive titles that we've just missed out there uh we play
0: show. them or experience yeah. them Like, that is the thing, you know.
1: Uh, Give us a shout out on social media and happy holidays, happy Saturnalia. Enjoy yourselves.
0: Enjoy your break, your holidays. Yep, keep safe. Love you.